had gotten to a point where I could not stop betraying myself. Betraying myself felt acceptable to me, because what was the alternative? I didn't know how to rise up and speak up. I was scared. I never learned how to do that. No one taught me. Fear makes people do ugly things. Fear can create ugly situations. And sometimes ugly situations bring out ugly sides of people. It had brought out an ugly side of me I didn't recognize, a side that I didn't love, a side I wanted to hide. I can't convey the remorse I felt for silencing my own voice. I let myself fall asleep at the wheel. And when I woke up, I had to face the reality of the choices I had made. I faced all the lies I had told myself about what was happening and how I felt about it. And I didn't know what the truth was anymore. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't trust myself. I grieved for the me I had allowed myself to lose. And in the midst of mourning, I made a decision. I decided I wanted to heal. The healing and self-development process is one of the most empowering commitments I have ever made. And now I know that people are resilient, beautiful, and strong. And ugly situations are something you can come back from. Fear is something you can come back from. Being broken or feeling broken is something you can come back from. There is no point of no return. There is always a way back. Welcome to the Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Welcome to the final episode of season one, how to create and encourage empowering beliefs. I'm very excited for this episode. I was editing my fantasy novel and then all of a sudden I felt compelled to stop and start recording this episode. This is the final episode of season one. This is bittersweet. Season two is coming up soon and season two is all about me interviewing guests on the show and I want to celebrate these guests and I want to share their message with you. We're going to be talking about mental illness. We're going to be talking about challenges. We're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about dreams and goals. Yay! So I want to begin this episode with two terms. The first one is the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest is a law commonly known among Christians. The law of the harvest is a law that states you reap what you sow. So if I sow berries, I'm not going to get carrots. I'm going to get berries. If I want to reap carrots, I should sow carrots. I love how simple and straightforward this is. The second term I want to share with you is the law of attraction. Law of Attraction is a law that has come from the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, The Law of Attraction by Michael J. Luzier. This law is a law that states whatever you focus on comes to fruition. If you develop a positive mindset and think positively about money, romance, education, this will influence your behaviors and you will have a positive experience. Whereas if you think negative thoughts these about these things, you will have negative behaviors and in turn, a negative experience. This is also pretty straightforward. Both these laws state that the output depends on the input. This makes sense to me. Essentially, what it teaches is how powerful our thoughts and actions can be. There is a correlation between our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Lisa Tams, who is a social, who is a family social and emotional health and well-being educator, teaches about the ABCs of changing thoughts and feelings in order to change behavior. Lisa Tams wrote, open quote, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, CBT, is a widely used form of psychotherapy that helps individuals understand the connection between their thoughts and feelings and how their thoughts and feelings influence their behavior, 
The goal of cognitive behavior therapy is to teach individuals that while they cannot control every aspect of the world around them, they can take control of their own world. They can take control of how they interpret and deal with the things of their own environment. The basic premise is that people often have thoughts or feelings that perpetuate problematic or destructive beliefs, and these faulty beliefs can affect functioning and relationships at home, work, school, and in the community at large. Close quote. There is a proven correlation between our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. What we think largely determines how we feel, and how we feel influences our behavior, our response to our environment, and I do believe that the way we react, meaning our response to our environment or an event, greatly determines the outcome of that event. So using the ABC chart Lisa Tams talks about, she explains ABC. A is the activating event. B is the belief about the event. This can be rational or irrational. C is the emotions about the event. How does this event make you feel? I've shared before how each of us have limiting beliefs. Beliefs that limit us. Beliefs that hold us back from unleashing our true potential. Limiting beliefs hold us in a compromised state of fear instead of an empowered state. I believe, and psychology proves, that we can give different meanings to events by how we think which in turn allows us to have more positive reactions and experiences, which is key in allowing us to be in a conscious and empowered state to create our own happiness. We can create an empowered state in any situation. I hurt my hips and lower back recently and have had three weeks to contemplate and do some self-discovery. A couple days ago, I had a very insightful conversation with my mom, Sylvia Galvis. I think I've shared she's a transformational coach, I know, I lucked out. We essentially had a transformational session of self-discovery and empowerment. I want to share with you how I moved from a compromised state of fear to an empowered state. In 2017, I was in a relationship that was different than any other relationship I had ever been in. I don't think I've ever been more deeply in love with anyone than in that relationship. There were parts of that relationship that were beautiful There were parts of that relationship that were romantic, generous, kind, funny, loving, and amazing. Parts that set a high standard for future relationships. And there were parts of that relationship that were scary, hurtful, and cruel. And in those parts of the relationship, I felt scared. During those parts of the relationship, I felt like I was so focused on fulfilling the needs of someone else that I forgot how to care about my own needs. And I lost sight of how to do that, how to care for my own needs. Because what mattered most was keeping him in a good mood and a good space so that we could be okay. I became so focused on him being happy and on him feeling good about himself that it almost became the only thing that mattered. And in those parts of the relationship, I felt like I loved him more than I loved myself. I respected him more than I respected myself. And if I'm painfully honest, I valued him more than I valued myself. It's hard to say that out loud. But when that relationship ended in 2019, I felt heartbroken, lost, and empty. There was so much self-betrayal during that relationship, so many boundaries crossed, and so much denial that in 2019 when it ended, I didn't fully know how to trust myself or my judgment. 
And there's times where I'm still not 100% confident on how to do that. That's where the healing journey comes in. I'd like to pause and say if anyone finds himself in a relationship, platonic or romantic, where you feel there's parts that are amazing, but there are also parts where you're betraying yourself by silencing or neglecting your needs and dreams, I know it can be a confusing situation. And knowing what I know now, I know it's not a healthy relationship to have. And I would invite you to do a self-inventory of yourself and ask yourself what you need, what you want, and what makes you happy. And I empower you to follow that because you are worth the effort and the investment. There's a road to finding yourself after a relationship like that. For a long time, I felt lost and vulnerable and broken, and I felt so disappointed with myself. And while there's a way to build that trust back with myself, like setting boundaries, self-care, self-love, self-compassion, and investing in needs and so many other things, even a year and a bit later, I still feel ripples of effects from that relationship. I find myself scared and hesitant when it comes to relationships. I don't really feel compelled to engage in one. Anytime there's been anything remotely not platonic or anything where I felt that I've been close to catching feelings for someone, there's been this alarm in my head that's been like, abandon ship, abort, retreat, abort. (laughs) That's seriously how it felt in my head. Through the conversation I had with my mother, I realized the belief I have with with relationships is that they're not safe. The meaning I've given to relationships is a loss of self, loss of independence. And the feeling I have about relationships is fear because while I remember the great and amazing parts of that relationship, I also feel like I've been warned by the parts that weren't so great or amazing, which makes it hard to want to desire a relationship. It seems like a big risk, a risk I don't feel compelled to take. This is something my mom and I delved deeper into our session together. And I wish we had recorded this because there were so many epiphanies during this conversation. I'll stick to the relevant ones to this particular fear. So I shared with her my innate desire to feel safe because this is a very strong need for me. And through her questions, this is what I realized. I don't fully trust myself yet. I haven't earned my trust back. I think a part of me is scared that I won't be able to commit to the boundaries I've set in place to honor myself and respect myself. So we delved into this deeper. And through the questions my mom asked, I realized that the person I am now, this person who knows about boundaries, honoring myself and strives for cognitive consonance, this person would not be attracted to someone who violated my boundaries or who didn't respect my boundaries or who was someone that I didn't feel safe with. One of the invitations I received from my mom was to show myself love and commitment. I needed to continue to build my trust with myself because when I began to strengthen my trust with myself, I would feel safe with myself, trust my judgment, and that means I would feel safe trusting myself to choose to enter into a relationship. Yay! I've often shared how important it is to invest time in your own self-discovery. I'm so grateful for this conversation we had. This one piece of insight that I now that now I know how to have a healthy relationship with myself gives me confidence that I will know how to have a healthy romantic relationship as well. This is what has helped me move from a compromised state of fear into an empowered state. I initially thought my limiting belief was that relationships were unsafe, but through my mom's coaching, I realized that my hidden limiting belief 
was that I felt I could not trust myself, which makes sense. I'd broken trust with myself so many times. Then through her coaching, I realized that the person I was now was not the same person I had been before. Since that relationship ended, I've made the commitment to be a wholer and healthier person. The experiences I've had have allowed me to be someone who recognizes the importance of boundaries and someone who now knows how to respect and value myself. And while I'm not perfect at this, I'm still able to do these things. And that allows me to trust myself and have confidence in myself. So with this new belief, let's go back to ABC. A, the activating event is entering a relationship. B, my belief about the event. My belief prior to this conversation with my mom was that a relationship was a loss of self and it was unsafe. My belief after the coaching session with my mom is that I trust myself. I trust my growth and I trust my intuition. C, what feelings do I have when I think of that event? Well, prior to this new belief, I felt anxious, scared, and repelled by the thought of a relationship. Now with my new belief, I'm consciously aware that I trust myself. This makes me feel calm and peaceful about who I would choose to enter a relationship with. Using cognitive behavior therapy, when you want to change behavior to more empowered behavior for a more positive outcome, you need to change your feelings about the event. And in order to change your feelings about the event, you need to change your thoughts and beliefs about the event. This ABC technique, <laughs> technique, technique is a four-step process. One is A, activating event. Two is B, beliefs about the event. Three is C, feelings about the event. Four is a question. How does your behavior change as your feelings change? Going back to the activating event of relationships, my behavior changes because now I feel more inclined to accept dates. There isn't that prominent hesitation or fear. I keep going on these dating fasts, and I think, which if you don't know what a dating fast is, it's just where you dedicate a time where you don't go on dates, and you use it to strengthen your relationship with yourself. I also use it to strengthen my relationship with God, to set boundaries, and to create healthy platonic relationships. So I keep going on these dating fasts and I think it's a way that I protect myself and justify the fact I don't want to go on dates. But now this will slowly change because now I trust myself and feel it's safe to go on dates. So this is good. (laughs) I think this is growth. The reason why I wanted to share the law of the harvest, the law of attraction and ABC cognitive therapy with you is because our input determines, is because our output depends on our input. Our input often does determine our output. And there's times where it doesn't because things happen that are beyond our control. But for the most of it, a lot of our life is created by the choices of our own autonomy. The beautiful part about this is that it works for anything. It works for career opportunities, family relationships, hobbies, dreams, anything you want. Simply follow the ABCs. I find this technique empowering because it helps me create my own happiness by the way I respond and react to events, which can only happen when I change the way I think and feel about events. This doesn't mean it will magically solve everything or I will be be calm to every event that happens. While I'm using this technique, that'd be great, but it's not realistic because part of the healing process is self-compassion. Like I've mentioned before in the very first episode, no one will ever be perfectly aligned 
to their beliefs. It's impossible to behave, think, and speak 100% aligned to our beliefs. We are human and we will make mistakes. So have self-compassion and respect that about yourself. Yay! I don't act in an empowered state 100% of the time. Man, that would be the dream. There are times where I haven't even reached that consciousness and awareness, and I react from a state of fear. And those times, sometimes I apologize and say, I'm sorry, that wasn't my best moment. And there are times where I still don't even recognize that wasn't my best moment. That's okay. We're allowed to be flawed. We're empowered to learn from our mistakes. Learning is part of the healing journey and part of the happiness process. We can't learn to be happy unless we learn from our mistakes. In trauma recovery, a goal is to improve the quality of individuals' lives. Often with trauma, individuals feel unsafe in their own bodies and unsafe in their relationships. So I wanted to share some tools that help me feel empowered in my body, empowered in my relationships, and empowered in the life I am creating. My biggest dream when I began this podcast was to be able to give individuals tools that empower them to create their own happiness. I dream of creating an authentic community where we can support each other, celebrate each other, and empower each other to create the life we want, the love we want, the reality we want, and the world we want. I genuinely thank you for being a part of that. Thank you for being part of this community with me. I hope that this episode reaffirms that no matter your situation, You're able to create an empowered state. You are strong, resilient, and beautiful. You are more powerful than you realize. You can create the world you desire through the way you choose to empower your beliefs, your feelings, and your behavior. And that wraps up how to create and encourage empowering beliefs. I invite you to study the law of the harvest, the law of attraction, and to experiment with the ABC technique. And let me know how it goes. I want to know. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Empower, Create, Encourage community. Thank you for joining me. Join me and my guests on season two. I'm excited to continue this podcasting journey. A truth I want to leave you with today is that you are empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.